Hey everyone, welcome to this supplemental episode of Black Box Down. Believe it or not, we have someone joining us today who was actually on one of the incidents uh, that we talked about this season. We have someone who was on British Airways 38, which was episode 8 of Black Box Down. This episode was titled Crashed Feet Before the Runway. Uh, Chris and I are here, as always. Uh, I forgot to introduce you, Chris. I'm sorry. Hi, Chris. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, for this supplemental piece of content, we're joined by Ian. Ian, are you there? Hi, I'm here. Hey, Ian. So uh, like we mentioned, you were on board British Airways 38, or or as uh, Chris refers to it, the, what'd you say, Chris, the slushy one? It's like one? the ice slushy one, where yeah, the, the gas got all the, uh, slushy. Yeah, this is the uh, the episode where just before landing, the engines did not respond to the call for increased throttle by the uh, pilot. So uh, in the end, it turns out that there was some slushy ice in the uh, fuel oil heat exchanger that gummed it up and restricted fuel flow to the engines and the plane um had a rough landing just just short of the runway so uh ian you were you were actually on board it was if i remember right, it was about an 11 hour flight from beijing to to london how are you oh, by the way i'm sorry ian we, we, were, we were talking a little <laughs> before this how are you doing today i, 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 right, I appreciate the formalities um yeah. obviously I, I go through and i try to engage with the audience after the episodes come out and i think that the number one question that people all had after they listened to the episode was, did anyone in the cabin know that anything was amiss? Did, uh, did the captain alert anyone before uh, the, uh, the landing? Um, the, the first thing I knew that there was a problem uh, is when we slammed down. That's it? Yeah, I mean, I honestly thought it was a rough landing and maybe we'd come down and slid off the side of the runway because it shook a bit. I did not know. I mean, admittedly, I was sitting kind of middle of the aircraft, so I didn't exactly have a window seat. It was a it was a rough landing, kind of. It shook a lot of the panels down um, until we were told to evacuate. We didn't hear anything from the captain. He was a bit busy. So there wasn't even like, a, uh, you know, this captain. Uh, it's going to some turbulence. Uh, turbulence <laughs> <laughs> might be some uh, a bumpy land. Nothing. No, nothing. No, like- it's it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure he didn't have much time to respond, or or we didn't even get a call to brace. It was it was that it was that short notice. Yeah. Uh, so up to that point, uh, were you a frequent flyer? Was flying something that you did fairly often? Um, at that point, not so much. It was um, tail end of a holiday I'd taken with a friend. We'd actually taken the train out to China, and so we thought, oh, we'll fly back because it'd be quicker. And it's like the occasional holiday, but not a lot. Well, now I've got a question: How long does a train take to China from <laughs> from, uh, from England? Uh, about a week if you stop in a couple of places to look around. You go through Moscow, through Siberia. Oh, well, that sounds cool. I want to do that. Yeah, that sounds like a really cool trip. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's wonderful, and I'm never doing it again. <laughs> was Was anyone aware, or was it just like you were like reading a book or something, and you're like, "Oh, we crashed," or was it like? <laughs> I, it's, I, I suspect anyone who could see out a window would have had a better idea than me. It was certainly it, some people kind of calling out and shouting, but. I had no idea really what was going on, as far as I can say. It was just like, oh, they're complaining that it was a bit bumpy. <laughs> so you mentioned, uh, you know, I wanted to know, where were you sitting? You said you were like in the middle yeah. section of the plane. So this is a, a dual aisle plane, right? The 777. So you yeah, were in the middle yeah. section. I was right-hand side of the middle section. I was probably about 10 rows back from the wings. Okay. And I was the second one out the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, why, why, why were you the second one out the door? Was everyone else just kind of dawdling around? A combination of some people just kind of getting themselves together and other people stopping to pick their bags up. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm going past anyone who stops to get their laptop. Yeah, I think they, they always tell you that in the event of an emergency landing, leave your get luggage out. behind, get yeah. out. It's, it's I, I was lucky my passport was in my pocket. Uh, I was lucky I had my shoes on still. And uh, yeah, it's like, I left, I left everything on that plane except for my passport because it happened to be in my pocket. Did you get it all back, I assume? I did, yeah, actually. Yeah. Did they tell you to leave your bags? And then people were like, I'm not leaving my... <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure the, the the cabin crew were shouting at people not to try and take their luggage down the slide. So, I mean, that's really the big question I had is, what's it like going down the slide? I always wanted to do that. Uh, I, I'd love to do it again, um, perhaps in a slightly more controlled manner. Uh, the, the downside is going out the right side of the aircraft. It was leaning that way, so it wasn't that steep. So you kind of had to do the ungrateful clamber off a bouncy castle at the end. <laughs> mm. I had all these questions that was like, at any point were you worried you would die? And when the plane was coming down, did you close your eyes or like, <laughs> but you didn't even know it was. A, no, it was no, like, <laughs> I, I really, I really didn't know anything was going wrong. I mean, I, I heard when the, the flaps got retracted and I was a bit like, why is he putting the flaps up now? Uh, then didn't think about it after that. Um, but yeah, no, the, the first time I, I, I saw how really bad it was was when I got to go on the slide and in the distance I could see the undercarriage. Uh, got to the bottom of the slide and you turn around and there's half an engine leaking fuel. Oh my God. Uh, and then other people coming off the slides and they're all starting to gather at the base of it and you see people pull their cigarettes out and you think, oh, yeah, oh no. I'm going to go to the distance where I can see a guy in a high-vis jacket waving at us. I think standing over there is the safe place. That, that, that's one of the other questions I had is, you know, so you evacuate the plane, you go off the slide, and then you're just like by the runway. Like, how do you get from there to the terminal? Like, what's, I, they must have a procedure? I never thought about that. Yeah. So, um, obviously, the guy is not going to come up to the plane. He's kind of trying to lure you over there. And you wonder if he kind of, he got a group and they, they were doing this in areas around the plane. So, just depending on which door you happen to go out, there was somebody within view for you to turn up to. Uh, and then this was kind of on the jetways at the side or on the runway if you came out the other side. And then uh, a bus eventually turned up. We all went on and we got taken to a terminal. Uh, and so first case, we're sitting in a departure gate and then you're, we were taken through a few at a time because at this point, you've not gone through any immigration. The police want to have a talk to you as well. So yeah. you, had to, you had to chat with the police, prove that you had the right to come into the country in some way. And then after that, you got taken through and we were sat in, um, I think it was their first class lounge, though they'd taken all the drinks away, disappointingly. <laughs> well, that's not fun. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I'm in first class and I don't get a drink. Um, so yeah, so we then, it's like you sat there for a while until they'd, you'd filled in some paperwork just to basically say that, yeah, you are here and they could check you out. And then once you know, they're happy, they'd, they'd let you leave as long as you either had somewhere to go or someone was meeting you and they'd try and meet, match you up with the person who was waiting. You say, okay, so there were some people on the plane who were injured. There was one person who had a broken leg and one person who had a concussion. Were they loud? I mean, were you aware that there were injuries or did it seem like everyone was okay? Uh, it's more, there was a couple of people crying just because they were much more shaken up. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's it certainly didn't see the person be taken through, but I spent quite a long time standing in a field in the rain in January. Well, uh, I mean, something you said there, sorry, sorry to, to, to interject, but something you said there made me think of a follow-up question. You know, you said you came out and uh, there was someone in a high-vis vest there. Mm. 
how did they get there that fast? Like, was, yeah. it, like, like how long did it take you to get off the plane? Because I imagine it doesn't take you more than a minute to yeah, get from I'd, your seat to out. Yeah, I mean, because we, we were sitting there, the 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 call came to evacuate, got to the door, brief pause where you wait for the slide to go, and then you just kind of jump. Uh, so yeah, they, it's they couldn't have been hanging around long. Now, whether that this is a case because the guy who was waiting for us was just a guy with a uh, with a car. It was so I suspect he was wearing the high vis jacket anyway because he was working in an airport. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's there definitely wasn't much delay on the ground staff part. Yeah, that's uh, that's wild. I mean, I think you know, I, I normally when I travel, I keep my passport in my backpack, like in my carry on bag. Mm. Uh, I think I'm going to start keeping it in my pocket. Yeah, I can't imagine what a lengthy process that would be if you don't have your passport to try to because you're you know you, they know this is an international flight they have to yeah. verify that everyone can come into the country legally and, and it's interesting because to see how this happened there was there was a girl on the flight um she was from wales very obvious welsh accent so when you're being interviewed by the police whose first question is are you okay and while you're just having a conversation with them you had the um border force passport control guys basically they were just listening to the conversation and at some point, they decided that she clearly did uh, have a right to be in the country. So they just kind of stamped a, uh, what was a cardboard square we were all kind of wearing around <laughs> our necks, uh, just to basically say, yeah, they've gone past us. It was like a, a gatekeeping. Were they particularly suspicious of the passengers as if y'all had done anything? or Because at this point, they don't know what caused the, yeah, the crash, yeah. right? Um I don't think there was much in in the way that it was the the feeling I got from the police was much more a are you okay did you notice anything <laughs> yeah you were asking <laughs> like, that yeah. like, like- it was a bit rough I was like hmm. but it was the the, the question so it's like, it was a it's like are you okay I was like yeah I'm fine are you sure you're okay yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I imagine mm. with uh, like everyone being in shock that you know people may not know that they're okay yeah or like they may not know if they're injured. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go through like all this timeline of events, right? You went through, you know, a, a very rough landing. There's someone in the high-vis jacket out there already meeting you. You're taken to the airport, or I guess you're interviewed. You're taken to the airport, waiting in a lounge, which is alcohol-free, uh, shockingly. TV's then, off, so we can't see the news. Oh, I guess they don't want you watching the coverage of what just happened? Exactly, yeah. Oh, that's oh. weird. So then how long was it until you could actually, they were like, okay, now you can leave? Oh god, it was hours. Um, oh, it's a really long time. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a little bit tricky to to judge properly because obviously we landed round lunchtime. I think it was. I mean, you'll have looked at the timeline more recently than I will. Um, <laughs> and it it was obviously it was dark when we left the airport, but then it was January, so short days by that point anyway. But yeah, it's we, we spent quite a long time kind of waiting to be seen by the police because they could only see a few people at a time. So that that was the worst bit because you're kind of just sitting in this room desperately needing the toilet because it was an 11 hour flight. Oh, right. And, and so it's one of those ones. You get off the plane, you need to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so eventually you kind of got through that room and you got to a place where you could go and then you get kind of on and into, into the lounge at the end. Was everyone, everyone was just sitting in the same room though, talking to each other, right? It yeah. wasn't like y'all were isolated in any way. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I met back up with a friend I was on the flight with when we were waiting to kind of get through. Uh, we were just talking to other people who'd been on the flight as well. Um, everyone was asking the same questions. Does like, anyone know what happened? Mm-hmm. While you were waiting, you know, there's, like you said, it was several hours. Um, like, did you have any contact with family or people who were picking you up? Or like, did they know that, 
you were okay or i mean was it were you locked down and just kept in that room isolate or like with with the other passengers um it was before smartphones really so i think i hadn't taken my phone on holiday with me because i didn't want work to get in touch <laughs> and if i had it would have been on the plane anyway there were a couple of people who did have their phones and so my friend borrowed one just to call her parents who'd come to meet us how old were you at this time Hang on, what year was it? <laughs> it's 2008, so I would have been uh, 27. Okay. And she, she was a couple of years younger, but uh, uh, much to her disgust, they got that the wrong way around in the interview. <laughs> <laughs> so you all were able to get your hands on a, a cell phone and at least contact yeah. some people and let them know that you're okay. She managed to call her parents who were going to be waiting for us on the other side just to let them know, yes, we're okay. We'll be through as soon as we can. And I figured, ah, I'll just tell my parents when I, when, I, when I get out the other end. It'll be fine then. I wonder what it's like from their perspective because, you know, they're just showing up to, to pick you guys up. You know, I wonder if they're, they're aware something's wrong or if they're just... Yeah, it's, I mean, the airport kind of just locked down. It was mm. nobody else is going through security now. Oh. It's, there are no flights leaving. If you're on the runway, you're staying on the runway. So they, they knew immediately something had happened. And then obviously it hits the news and it's everywhere. So the entire, that was Heathrow? Heathrow? Yeah. That's a huge airport. Yep. And it just all shut down. Yep. In fact, the prime minister was getting ready to fly out. It's like, yep, his flight's not going anywhere. Man. <laughs> wow. So then after all these hours, you know, you're, uh, you're finally let out of the room. You're allowed to leave. Do you just like get in your friend's parents' car and just drive off? Like, is it so just like the, the typical end to a flight? Like, yeah, it's like such a, an amazing, crazy landing. And then you just leave the airport like any other flight? It, it, you, we came out the exact same place you'd expect. Um, our ride was waiting for us. They, they kind of led us back to where they'd parked the car. We were just like recounting our tales to them. That's when the BBC accosted us in the car park. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, that, so the news Were was you there. on the flight? I was like, yes. So we did a, a chat with them then. And then, yeah, it was just a drive home. At what point did you find out what happened? Did they like keep you up to date, like the agency or the airline? The airline, Chris? <laughs> the air- yes, the airline. <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember them ever specifically. I mean, if they did, it was just an email later on, but it was months until they really knew what had happened. What, what was a, a more amusing coincidence for me was my cousin's husband was uh, working at Rolls Royce doing the investigation, so he wasn't allowed to talk to me at all. Oh, that's a that's a small world. Strange coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> so the other question I had is, so you know, like you said, you leave the airport like the normal way. You know, your the BBC finds you in the car park. What about your luggage? Does it come out like on the on the carousel? <laughs> uh, so the luggage turned up uh, a few days later. Um, they stuffed it into uh, a taxi and just had it driven up from London. Uh, and just, I gave them my parents' address just because it was easier for them to take it there. And then, yeah, a, a slightly squashed suitcase turns up a couple oh, of squashed. days later. I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, I'd I, I bought um, a teapot and set in China. That survived. The box didn't, but the actual the teapot did. Hmm. It was also, you know how when you, if you're traveling in a group, they'll just stick any old label on your luggage yeah. out of the group. So obviously I got my friend's luggage. She got mine. Mm. Uh, so I had a few questions asked for my mother about when she opened it. So, <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just do some laundry for him to help. Hmm. <laughs> Did the airline ever reach out about like compensation or, tr- you know, like, hey, give me, here's some flight vouchers or, 
Like what was there anything like that or Yeah. So uh they they almost immediately said like if anybody wants to just take a flight just to get yourself used to just a simple flight, go up, round, back down. We can arrange that for you. And I was like, nah, it sounds like a waste of time. Uh, <laughs> and then a bit later on, uh, basically they decided that anybody on the flight could have a two-week holiday, including accommodation, business class flights, anywhere in the world. Just pick something in the British Airways vouch and they'll sort it. Oh, wow. And it was for you and three friends. Whoa. Oh. So I arranged it and then decided I would take the friend who I was traveling with, her boyfriend, and then my girlfriend. And then the friend I was traveling with decided completely independently on her compensation holiday, she would take myself, my girlfriend and her boyfriend. <laughs> so yeah, so I got I got two very fancy holidays out of that wow. that I'll never be able to uh, afford. Did you have to sign, by agreeing to that, have to sign a form saying you wouldn't sue? Um, I probably did. I don't remember exactly. I do know that a handful of people were suing, not the airline, but I think it was Rolls-Royce and Boeing. Yeah. And I was asked if I would mind answering questions if it ever went to court and i was like yeah sure and then obviously it never did mm -hmm. yeah that seems uh more like the american response <laughs> I, I don't i don't know specifically the nationality of the passengers who sued but that sounds like that sounds yeah. like us <laughs> well it was going to be in um chicago i think was, was mm. where they, they were trying to get the case heard mm. so yeah probably probably americans <laughs> So when you landed and you this happened, were, what were your emotions? Were you angry at any point, or just or afraid, or upset, or like just bewildered? Like, what were your emotions? I I think I was just uh, a bit shocked because oh that let's say that was a bit rough, and then <laughs> a bit annoyed with with other people stopping to get their luggage. Uh huh. Uh, and then after that, it's just like okay, well that's over. What's next? <laughs> You say there's a group that was suing. Did they come try approach you to try and sue? I, I yeah, I did get approached by by one lawyer, but I, at that point I was like, no, look, I've had two great holidays out of this. Yeah, they've replaced everything that I said was damaged in the flight without batting an eyelid. Yeah, I, I've got no real cause to sue anybody. Yeah, I guess you know you, when you think of uh, a lawyer like that here in the in the United States, we call them ambulance chasers. <laughs> I guess that like that the equivalent there would be like a plane chaser, like a plane crash chaser. <laughs> Uh, wow. I mean, that's all really interesting to hear. There's like so many little details that are just really interesting to learn about, especially since, you know, with this particular incident, there were no fatalities, no really mm. serious injuries. It's something that, you know, we can look at and I guess have a laugh at. Uh, yeah. I mean, w w were you shaken up? Did it take you like, or did you have any nightmares about it after the fact? Uh, no, I've, I've never had a nightmare about it. Um, and I've traveled far more since than I ever did before then. It's hmm. Were you not afraid to fly at all after that? Like even the next plane trip, you weren't nervous? Um, not at all. It's it's almost like it's no big deal. And there's nothing I can change that's going to affect this. Mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. the difference is for, for the next five or six years, I, I had BA Gold membership as part of the deal. So I was always in the lounges. I was making the most of it. I got nudged up on upgrades occasionally. And it's like, yeah, okay, I, I, I can live with this. You say you've flown, you know, more since then. I assume, mm. you know, uh, it's been twelve years since this incident. Yeah. Uh, do you think that, like the the BA Gold card, uh, like access, like helped spur you to to do more travel <laughs> since you, you know, you it was easier to get upgrades and uh, better access. Uh, quite possibly. Uh, I mean, the other thing was it was the it was I met my 
now wife just after the the crash we'd we'd arranged to go on a date when i got back from my holiday so i had a a wonderful kind of conversation starter yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and so then it's like we got together and then we got engaged on one of the compensation holidays whoa because it was it was a year later we'd be, we'd mm-hmm. been talking for a long time we were seeing anything and then yes yeah, so we, we got engaged in Antigua so it was wonderful from that and then obviously she's got a taste for these holidays so we had to start <laughs> traveling okay so you were not injured you weren't upset by it really uh you got two like trips of a lifetime you had a kick-ass story to tell your future wife and you proposed on one of these trips would you say that for you specifically it was a good thing oh god oh absolutely yeah if if i could have another plane crash like that tomorrow i would be there my wife would be livid but i would be there (laughs) well just uh think of the bright side think of the vacation you get out of it exactly that's so wild my sister will not travel on a plane with me now so that it's got even more benefits (laughs) (laughs) if anything she should travel with you yeah uh, i'm proven you guys are all untested. Right, exactly. <laughs> you, you you showed. You know what to do. You can. I can walk away from every single crash I've been in. <laughs> so it was a good one then, in that in that regard. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thanks a bunch, Ian. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk with us. It was super fascinating. Uh, I think I saw your comment. You you know you have an account on the Rusty's website. I think I saw your comment the day before we recorded the episode for <laughs> British Airways 38. So we didn't have enough time to, to get in touch and arrange anything at that time. But I'm glad that uh, we had a chance to follow up and, and just chat about uh, your experiences on it. So again, thank you so much for talking with us. My uh, pleasure. I, I, have, I have one question. Oh, go for it. What did you think of our coverage of the incident? It's good. Yeah. No, I, it's, it's, it's people have a habit also of sending me links to whenever it comes up in the news. There was a plane crash investigations TV show that, covered it and so as soon as that aired everyone was saying have you watched this yet what do you think (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so it's it's always interesting to hear 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 what people have to say about it cool all right well uh, thank you for the compliment then thank you (laughs) thank you so much for joining us yeah thank you so much that's great Uh, thank you 